0: Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I will be joined by Simon Hunter, professional better, who did us a gift, who did us right. Because in the first weekend, the very first weekend of the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship, we went 5-0, 5-0, 5-0. What am I talking about here? As you all may recall, in case you need a reminder, last year, professional bettor Simon Hunter joined the podcast and offered season pick'em contest advice every single week. This year, we are taking it a step further. He is joining the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. And every week, we are going to decide what picks he should put in. Last week, week one, of an unprecedented season, an impossible season. Simon went 5-0, 5-0 in the very first week. I feel like I have something to do with it. I helped, helped out walking through every game. We're gonna go through every game, even if it's a game we don't end up liking for the contest. It's gonna be a game that we probably have opinions and advice on. You will be able to get all of that if you read the story on actionnetwork.com or you can follow the picks that we ultimately put in. We put these in on Saturday morning. Uh, that's when we're going to put him in, in, in the DK contest. Uh, follow Simon Hunter in the Action app. That's where you can keep track of all the picks we are putting in to the contest. Every week, we're offering top-notch insight into what professional bettors do when they break down games, what they look at. Uh, you will get lifelong lessons. He's going to come up in just a minute. But a reminder, go rate and review the podcast. This week, this week, the phrase that pays. Simon says, let's go undefeated. If we like it and we randomly choose it, you will win a free Action Network hoodie. We will announce last week's winner at the end of the show. Uh, Simon, coming back. Holy freaking crap, Simon. Tell me you've never had a weekend like you had this weekend.
1: Uh, I wish I could say that, but that actually happens a decent amount of times.
0: <laughs> oh my <laughs> but yeah, God. yeah, buddy,
1: I was going crazy. Uh it's funny. I I talked to you, I guess it was either Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning. I was like, we we have to use two bye weeks in this competition. I was pleading to Chad, can we use a bye week this week? Cause I slept maybe four hours, just numbers running through my head, overthinking everything, just saying, Oh my, this is going to be a doomsday. I like had an zero and five feeling and I tried getting you out and you said, we couldn't do it to the fans. We had, we had to put the picks in and, uh, Sure enough, man, 5-0, and no, that, 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 that shit's crazy. It really is.
0: Yeah, it's insane, and I want it noted that I did think of the fans. You texted me, true story, you texted me Saturday morning. I was in my car in line to get a COVID-19 test because uh, I had surgery on Monday on um, my thumb. Uh, everybody may recall that I broke my pinky uh, earlier in the summer. Did not need to get surgery, but then two weeks ago I broke my thumb playing football with my kid. So this one required surgery. I have two pins in my thumb now. I got the surgery 24 hours ago. But you had to get a COVID test in advance. They wouldn't see you unless you sort of had you were you were negative for COVID. So you're texting me in the car as I'm waiting in line for this COVID thing. And first, and this is why it's important you listen to the podcast, but you gotta follow Simon in the app because. We were going to go with Jacksonville. I think the final the picks we had decided on were Jacksonville, the Rams, um, Baltimore. I forgot the other two. And um, you texted me Saturday morning. You're like, we should do the Bengals. I'm like, all right, let's do the Bengals. And then you're like, or maybe we shouldn't do it at all. Maybe we should just skip. I'm like, dude, we got to put the picks in. We must put the picks in. But why did you decide? Explain why you decided – to switch from the Jaguars to the Bengals because it ultimately, it meant everything.
1: Yeah, and it's also that uh, the the Jags, that was, I loved that number a lot, but what was scaring me was that um, I just thought we weren't getting the best of the number. It had moved up to like eight and a half or a nine at one point. And in my mind, the Bengals, a three and a half, that's the perfect number. I just didn't see the Bengals losing by a field goal And it really, really was funny that like basically people online, they're probably new to the show or they don't they're new to following me on Twitter and they're like coming at me, especially in my DMs, like saying like you seem like a phony, like you seem like you don't know what you're talking about. This is before week one games. So like I'll never do this because like I'm not here to like put people out of work or like take people people have jobs where they give out picks for a living. Like I already have my job. I don't need to do it on Twitter, but basically they're coming at me. So I just threw up three dogs that I liked. I liked the Jaguars money line. I like the football team's money line. I like the Jets money line. So obviously the Jets one didn't work out, but like no one, I don't think anyone else was throwing out the Jags money line. And I just did just to shut the people up. It's like, you don't get, like I do this for a living. Like I don't just bet these lines just think, Oh yeah, this might work out. Like, yeah, no, I'm betting it because I'm confident in the number and the percentage is saying that there's value on that number. So it was pretty funny when I hit you up. I love the Jags, no joke. But I just thought the three and a half for the Bengals, that was a great number. So the 5-0, and oh, the only real sweat for us was that Bengals, because I swore they were going to go to overtime. And you know what happens in overtime when we bet yes. this competition. They they throw a pick six, Joe Burrow, whatever it is. We lose by six, though. So that was great when that guy pulled up a hammy and shanked it.
0: It was so stunning when he shanked that kick. It was – the end of that game was so Bengals, right? It was – to get the offensive pass interference on a game-winning touchdown, then to have the guy shank the kick. For us, it worked out brilliantly. And I went through – I did the the gambler's math on the weekend. Um, I also had the Dolphins plus six and a half. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing that interception to the end zone late in the game. That could have been my garbage time TV backdoor backdoor cover. Uh, I had the Jets bills under – 39 and a half. So obviously that last garbage touchdown for the Jets like crushed me. But you always forget like, you know, and we talked about it. Obviously I got my Chicago hat on. I'm sitting in front of my Bears banner. I love Chicago teams. And um, I had the Bears plus three. Like thank God for DeAndre Swift. Like you always have to account for like the ones that go your way and the ones that don't go your way.
1: Right, we were still on the right number. We, had, we both – when we took, we had this podcast, so it was plus three. So, like, when I bet that, I had plus three ticket. Like, I was sitting on that. And the money line, obviously. Like, I take, always take the money line whenever I bet a dog. But the plus three, yeah, it was a sweat because early on, you're just like, oh, my God, I bet on Mitch Trubisky. Why did I do that? But then the lines lined. It was just classic. Everything I said, like Matt Patricia, it's impossible to back this guy. It feels like this is just what he does. So, that, that was a great call. Especially a lot of your guys. I know you were saying Chris had it. And it's just a lot of people are on that number. And we were looking like idiots for about three quarters.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we probably look like idiots for longer. The, the, <laughs> the, the Bengals thing, it, you just said something really interesting. When you bet an underdog, you also bet the money line. Explain. Oh yeah.
1: So, so I, someone asked me on Twitter about like, cause I put out all those dogs and they asked if I was betting the spread. So if you're a unit better, because I don't do units. Like, my, my bets are so weird. Like, I literally had a grand on the Jags money line in June. Like, I just do weird bets early in the year when there's, like, value on the numbers. And I told him that if, if you're a unit better, you basically put three units on the spread. So easy one was a Cardinals. We gave that out at seven and moved to six and a half. The money line, I think, was uh, – might have been 250. Um, so that guy, I told him, he should – Bet like 0.5 or 0.25 of a unit on the money line, and then put three units on the number. Because more often than not, you're going to cover the dog. And then over time, especially if you do this long term, you have to bet on the money line. The dog there's just so much value in it. Like the Jags, if I put a grain on it. I won three thousand five hundred. I'm good now on the Jags money line for a while. Like that value is insane because it's so it's so pumped up. And you're so I can lose the next two money line bets on the Jags. I'm still up five hundred bucks. So that's why you like to play the money line. It just accumulates your, your funds.
0: All right. So the only other thing is, like, I will tell you, Sunday midday after the Jags game, I was like, I can't freaking believe we jumped off the Jags. Like, we could be, we could be 4-0 and right now. Uh, oh, no, we could have been 3-0 and at that point and not yeah. have to sweat the Bengals. But it all worked out okay. And then – Yeah,
1: that, that's what happens, right?
0: Yeah, and then uh, the good news is we get the Bengals again. Let's go to the Thursday night game. We get the Bengals visiting the Browns. They are six-point underdogs at our friend's DraftKings. Uh, right now, I'm going to um, – Svetlana, a listener to the podcast, who DM'd me and said she was so sad Scooch was leaving, but one of the things that she loved was – giving the context of like where the bets are coming in, where the money is coming in. So I do want to, Svetlana made a very good point. Uh, Right now, the majority of the bets are coming in on the Bengals, but the majority of the money coming in on the Browns. Money usually means professionals. Bets usually means the public. So right now, to reiterate, the public is on the Bengals. The money, the professionals are on the Browns. Browns minus six. What say you, Simon?
1: Right, and this is a, I mean, classic Pro vs. Joe game. Just because the Bengals look good, they look like they deserve to win their game. Well, the Browns just got embarrassed and smacked around by arguably a top two, top three team in the NFL. So I got this a five and a half right when it came out on Sunday night with the Browns. Uh, On these Thursday nights, unless it's two really good teams, you always take the crappier team at home on a Thursday night. I know it's different because this is like a bus ride for Cincinnati and they're not really going on a flight. It's still a road game on a short week, and they played a tough, tough game with the Chargers. And a lot of the things I, because we watched, we, had, we obviously had Cincy, so I watched pretty much every second of that game. And I rewatched it this morning, and the the scheme, the scheme the Bengals are running on defense was funny because they they're, they're kind of weak at these corner spots. So basically, the Chargers were just trying to hit them fast and outside. So they were really Showing that the speed on the edges with running backs is what kind of the Achilles heels to this bangle team. And then they were hitting him up the middle every now and then because there's no Geno Atkins. He's hurt. He might be back this week, which would affect me on the betting this, But every sign points to this is a really, really good spot for Cleveland because I don't know if they're going to trust Baker. I don't know if they're going to let him throw it around. And with Burrow, I don't see him having a 20-point game. Like he doesn't; He still seems uneasy. Even in that game, he pulled it down and ran a lot. His first read's not there. Burrow's just going to pull it down and run because he's pretty athletic. So I I like this spot a lot for the Browns, but we can put that on the side because it is the Browns.
0: It is the Browns. And also it's a – we're already not getting the best of the number, right? It's at five – you said you got it at five and a half. It's already – it's already moved up to six. Uh, And I'm also not sure, like, unless we love a Thursday night game, I hate the idea of going into the weekend, like, potentially 0-1. Let me go back to something you just said. You said you rewatched that Chargers Bengals game this morning. How many how many games will you rewatch as you're prepping to make bets and things like that?
1: I'm nuts, man. Like I literally went to bed probably midway through that Steelers game, and I get I got up probably at three in the morning. I did a bunch of stuff for this podcast, like getting the numbers ready, everything from the weekend. So I had the chart I rewatched the end of the Steelers game and then I watched the uh, the game after. I watched the Denver Titans game, just cause I like didn't couldn't watch last night. And then I did the Bengals, I did the Patriots, and then I did um, the Eagles game uh, before the show. So like I'll finish all of that before this weekend. Um but yeah, I just do it to get a feel for the schemes and the offenses because you can chart this stuff. A lot of people put it online, but if I feel more comfortable watching it, because you can really see what players stand out in these different schemes and what players don't really fit it or they just they're they're not meant for that scheme. So you can get edges in different games that way. Got it.
0: That's cool. And you'll watch every game like are you fast forwarding? Are you like watching the commercials? Like how do you do it?
1: Uh I mean depends. Like right now I have um all twenty two. So like I can get through I can break it all down and like they have it all just on there, the NFL. So yeah. like as long as you like it's pretty easy to get that and you it, if you're into football it's worth the money um for me i it, it all depends on the week like there's some games where like you know what they are like the chiefs i don't need to rewatch the chiefs right like we know what the chiefs are we all watch that game but there's other teams that are new offenses new schemes that, like, i like i watch their games the early weeks or two or three times different games
0: well this is a really interesting week so the other theme for this week and uh our friends uh, Colin Wilson and Stuckey talked about this in the Action Network podcast that came out on Monday. They're amazing weekend review, Monday night preview. They review both college and NFL games and then talk about the Monday night game. But they talked about how, like, this will be a buy low, sell high weekend, right? There'll be so many teams, and we're going to talk about them, like the Rams visiting the Eagles or this Browns Bengals game. We're like, you can all of a sudden get numbers that are different than you would normally get because after week one, everybody who won in week one is amazing and everyone who lost in week one is terrible. Right. And so like, this is like as good a betting week as there could possibly be in the NFL.
1: And you would hope with that because it's the, pretty much the norm. Most years, all you do is you fade week one and it's usually going to work out for you. There's going to be teams you need to take stuff away from where it's like, okay, this team's for real. Like the Cardinals, they might be for real. But there's other teams that got wins where you go, you know, I need them to see. I need to see more. I don't know if they're really this legit. I think it was just a good matchup. So that's what's so funny about week two. You start building up this database. All
0: right, let's get into week two. Now we're going to go to the one o'clock games. First one on the docket: Jags visiting Tennessee. Tennessee is a nine-point favorite from our friends at DraftKings. It's a little too early to to give any sort of credence to the uh, bet percentage and money percentages right now just because Tennessee just ended last night so not a lot of bets on the game yet Um, overwhelmingly money and bet percentages coming in on Jacksonville at uh, plus nine
1: and it's funny where I got Jags like like I said on Twitter I gave out like months ago like bets I liked for week one and I gave out the Jags ten and a half and this is classic overreaction where the the Jags in a no—they shouldn't have won that game. The reason they won that game against the Colts is because Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. I said months ago the guy's cooked. He's cooked. So the public's coming in saying, "Look at all this value on the Jags against the Titans team. that didn't look that good against the Broncos. They, their kicker missed all these field goals. They won by two at the very end. They're they're not that good. Where there's tons and tons of value on the Titans here. Where they're what they do well. The Titans is run the ball. Derrick Henry. The biggest weakness of this Jags team is running. They. The Colts, if they didn't let Rivers throw the ball that entire game, they would have won that game. But they didn't. They they went away from it. I don't know what Frank Reich was doing. But I, I like the I like the value here on the Titans. But uh, I, I don't know if you want to put them in the competition because it is minus nine.
0: So I, I like everything you're saying, and to me it it hundred percent it is a buy low scenario. Well, nine feels like a big number. Look, we liked the Ravens at eight last week against right. the Browns. Um we liked the Chiefs as relatively big touchdown favorites, uh big favorites against the Texans. Like, I'm not that concerned about the number, especially against a team like the Jags. Every like it this game opened at eleven. You know? Wow. So like it's already gone down two points just off of the the preseason opener, just based on what we saw over the last 24 hours. So I don't hate it. I think it's a it's a, let's, uh, it's a question mark game for me right now. we got to think about it. we got to go through the rest of the docket because there might be bitter, bigger sort of buy low, sell high opportunities. Yeah, there this might be better of, value. This was one where like, because we had the Steelers in the contest, uh, you know, I got home from surgery yesterday at like five. And like when you come home from a surgery, like you're still so groggy from the anesthesia that you can barely function, right? And so I'm in bed. My contacts are out. I've got the, get the Steelers game on, but I, it's almost like I'm listening to it like the radio. And so I tried to keep track of that just because I knew we we needed that game. By the time the Titans and the Broncos played, I was cooked. So I was done. So I have no idea what happened in that game other than the end, knowing that I had the Broncos plus three, so it worked out for me. Um, but I can't tell you anything about this Titans team right now.
1: Yeah, because I rewatched I mean, the, it was just sloppy. Both sides. I'm honestly... Locke looked good at, at – there's moments where he looked really good. Like, he's got a good arm. And there's other times where he looks like he's still a rookie, like he's making really dumb decisions. And the Titans, they were in the red zone a bunch, and they kicked a lot of field goals. So it was one of those where a lot everything was going wrong for the Titans, and they still got the win, even though their kicker was trying to sabotage them. So th- there's good value here, but we can, keep, we can keep it moving.
0: DraftKings has the Bears at five and a half over the Giants visiting Soldier Field. Uh, right now, the money is coming in on the Bears. Uh, I'm sorry. The money is coming in on the Giants, and the tickets are coming in on the Giants in uh, very large numbers. I would agree with that side.
1: Yeah, it feels like a big number, but I think it's one of those where people still don't trust Mish. I mean, how can you? That that was such a – You can't. You really can't. And it's, it's terrifying that I love the Bears here because – Everything I saw the Giants do against the Steelers is what I predicted. I knew their offensive line was going to struggle, and I knew their defense was going to struggle because they've had – they had the one guy get cut for the, all those – everything that went down. I think his name was, what, Buda Baker or some Baker. Yeah. Um DeAndre. They're, right. They're they're hurting the Bears. They're hurting the secondary. So, once again, we can stay away from because it it's a homer pick for you, but in my – like, in my gambling personal life, I'm going to be on the Bears again that this week.
0: Well, tell me something right now. Do you feel that strongly about them? Like, forget about the fact I've got a Bears banner over my shoulder and I'm wearing right. I, I'm wearing a, a hat that has the Chicago flag on it. Like, would this be a top five pick for you? No. Okay.
1: I really can't believe you broke your thumb having a catch with your son. You're such a nerd, man.
0: I prefer to think of it as being a good father. That's true. A nerd father.
1: Uh,
0: I also, I broke my pinky playing basketball with him. So maybe I just shouldn't <laughs> be playing sports anymore. The thing is, Simon, honest to God, I'm an amazing athlete. I'm, really? I, I'm such a good athlete. It's frightening. I have great form. When I, when I was growing up and I went to basketball camp, uh, we were doing a film session and the coach once said, I'm stopping this film session right now cause Chad Melman has the best form of anyone in this camp. And it was like all high school kids. And then it was, out, it was in like the woods of Wisconsin. And we were invited to play the DePaul Blue Demons basketball camp. And I was invited to play and I went to the camp and it was uh, Ray Meyer who had been the coach at DePaul for like 50 years. And, like, you know, he recruited every great DePaul player in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Then his son Joey took over, and they were on the sidelines, and it was my high school basketball coach. And at the end of the game, I was shooting free throws to keep it close, and I sank both free throws at DePaul's court with all the DePaul students, like campers, sitting around. And uh, I ran back on defense, and I saw the coaches all just standing there with their arms crossed, shaking their head up and down, nodding approvingly, really slowly. And I thought to myself, I'm going to DePaul. I'm going to be like the, the sharpshooter who comes off the bench and makes threes at DePaul.
1: That I think people listen to this podcast. No one here is shocked that you peaked when you were 13 years old, Chad.
0: Oh, my God, Simon. I cannot believe you're coming after me like that. And it was
1: 14 <laughs> years old. It's what the fans want.
0: It is. It, it is. It's exactly what they want. You're right. You've been reading the reviews. So let's stay away from the Bears. That's the point. Uh, all right. Dallas at, Dallas is hosting Atlanta. Dallas looks like, hold on. Dallas looks like a four and a half point favorite here. Um, Atlanta getting the tickets, Dallas getting the money.
1: Too easy. Got to go Dallas here. I love, and I know people are going to say, wow, you guys are taking a lot of favorites. I just love Dallas here. This is such a good spot. Good number. Their weapons, it's the same thing like last, last week with the Seahawks. I remember you were saying how, That was a classic pro versus Joe game, and all the pros were going to be on Atlanta. And that's like we were saying, that's the old school thinking where, no pros are going to go where the value is. And there was tons of value in the Seahawks with the way they lined up against Atlanta. And the same goes this week with Dallas. This could be a shootout. That's the only thing that gives me a pause is that we could be sweating here at the end because no one does it better than Matt Ryan in junk time. But I do like the Cowboys here. I got this number at seven for them, and it's down to five, four and a half.
0: Oh, geez. that That's a no-brainer then for me. Like, I'm I'm happy to bet on the Cowboys. I actually think they they had a really good shot to win the other night. And that OPI at the end of the game probably cost them the game because it, it clearly was a junk call and Jalen Ramsey sold it. Uh, but they had so many opportunities to win that game. And I thought after the Rams sort of came out shooting in the very beginning, they completely started to shut them down. And, you know, they couldn't get their offense going very well. Aaron Donald was a machine. The Falcons do not have an Aaron Donald. And Matt Ryan, meanwhile, all of a sudden, he's top eight in career passing yards. Has there been a quieter, more irrelevant passing yardage leader in the history of the NFL than Matt Ryan? I don't even know if the guy makes it to the Hall of Fame. Top 10 all-time passer will not make the Hall of Fame.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's honestly just because the times in and the weapons he had. Like He literally came in the league with stud receivers, Roddy White, it feels like a lifetime ago. That guy was the number one in the league for, I don't know, seven years. And it's funny, he's a, he's actually local to me. He's from Penn Charter. So he's kind of a legend around here, Matt Ryan. Yeah. And it's funny seeing him now all these years later. He's still in the league. He's still putting up all the yards, but he just never wins. He's just every year, they're eight and eight, nine and seven. That's just what he is.
0: It's a, He's, he's Maddie Mediocre. Oh, that was funny. You didn't laugh.
1: No, I didn't. Hmm. Damn it.
0: All right. Wow. It's like Scooch never left.
1: I'm tough. Uh, I'm, a, I'm tough to make laugh, Chad. I'll be honest, buddy. Like I was probably the funniest person in high school and now I'm just a loser. So it's tough to make me laugh.
0: Oh, really? The funny, so you're saying you peaked in high school?
1: Oh, I definitely peaked in high school, buddy. No doubt about that. How's it feel? It feels good. Like people, when I tell them I'm a pro better, like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, it's not, you should, you should hear about my high school days.
0: Back in high school, before I started working for the real work. for what, wait, was it, well, no, it was Jersey Shore.
1: The Jersey Shore. Yeah, man. That was my first like real job.
0: I don't know if people know that full story. Give them five minutes of that story.
1: Five minutes. Uh, I went down the beach as most 19 year olds do to try to go to a party because it's not legal to drink. So I'm trying to go to like, you know, adult house party that a girl I know. And I'm there and I'm chatting a guy up that's in like a red t-shirt that has the Phillies on it. And we're just talking cause the Phillies were good back then. And we're talking about it. And he goes, you seem like a cool kid. You want a job this summer? And I So what kind of job? And he's like, Oh, like we're, we're doing a show down here. You should come work on it. So I give him my email address. I wake up the next morning, I'll go over to like 10 emails to get to this address. And I get there and it's some rinky like motel and there's like camera equipment coming in and out. And I thought I was at a porno shoot. I go, what the hell did this guy just send me to? And I go in the room and sure enough, it's like boxes of paper, all this, like all this legal stuff, all these cameras, everything. And she tells me, yeah, we're doing a show called shore party down here. Would you, are you like you're here to get a job as a PA? And I go, yeah, I guess I'll sign up. So I did the first season at Jersey shore. And then I went back to college because I thought it was nothing, you know. I thought it was not going to really make it. And sure enough, they got us, gave us a call and they said, no, we're doing a second season. So that's that's how I got into the Jersey Shore as a 19-year-old. All right, we'll
0: save more uh, for next time because I think there's more stories to tell there. Steelers way overinflated, seven and a half on DraftKings against the Broncos in Pittsburgh. This is a weird one because the money and the tickets are flowing in on the Steelers. Is it crazy for me to say that I like the Broncos here?
1: Love the Broncos in the sense that this is a great spot for them. All the value is going to be on Pittsburgh, and this is a good letdown spot for, for, for Pittsburgh. We also saw Big Ben needed about a half there to really get it going. Like, if they didn't get that turnover in the first half, Pittsburgh, they probably would have not lost that game, but Giants would have had a way better shot at covering that number. Uh that's funny you said the money's on – I guess it, it must have came in early when it was six and a half. Now it's only up to seven and a half. I can't see yeah. a pro hitting that number. Um, but, yeah, all the value is definitely on the Broncos, but I, I wouldn't put them in the competition. I don't know if Locke can really show off against that defense. I can't get over how good that Pittsburgh's defense is.
0: Oh, my God, they were insane. They were insane. Like all, I, I think all I heard them talk about last night was Bubba Dupree.
1: Yeah, honestly, guy was everywhere. And it's funny because all – you could see their whole line shifts the Watts side. And then you just see him come from the other side. Dupree, they had to have one-on-one one one where they tried to bring a running back on. He was beating them both. He really was showcasing last night.
0: All right. Let's skip that one. Then Vikings Colts Vikings plus three uh, visiting Indianapolis. This is a, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about, right? Like you've got, Two teams, and by the way, the money's coming in on uh, Indianapolis very slightly. Fifty-one percent of the money, seventy-seven percent of the bets coming in on the Vikings.
1: Wow, that's that's actually shocking. That many people are backing Kirk. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's true. Rivers Rivers literally tanked that game. He was terrible. um I'm uneasy about it because that's a good number, the minus three, but like. I, I personally will all be back in the Colts here. That that's a no-brainer. Just a, a home team that got embarrassed on the road. So I don't want I don't want to put in the competition though. I can't back Philip Rivers yet.
0: I can't back Phillip Rivers at all. I can't believe you'd even bet him outright outside of the competition. Like that to me is your professional better betting a number. You're not you're not looking at this as sort of a an an advantage Colts. So you're looking at this as a value play.
1: Yeah, and matchup. Because I do, I do think the Colts, their defense – I know Minshew had a good game, but a lot of that was short field because of Phillip Rivers. Uh, I, I, I just like all the matchups for the Colts side on the Vikings. The Vikings are a little banged up, too, on defense. And that really – I mean, Aaron Rodgers tore them up. But he looked like he was 25 again. So, I do like the Colts here.
0: We also wonder, like, how many of the – the Vikings had so many changes on defense. Like, when will that start to to – Correct itself, right? When to do, when does Mike Zimmer sort of figure out? Okay, this is what I can do with this system now. This is what I can do with this personnel. In what scheme? They just might need three or four weeks to get better.
1: And, and count like I'm in a like a text chain with a bunch of other pros, and they were just talking about how this is truly is a preseason with this football. Like the next four weeks, especially for these young teams, this is a preseason. These coaches need to see looks and see what these guys can do because it's hard to really know that when you're going against your own team all the time.
0: Oh boy. The Bucks are nine and a half point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. This is a game right now. You've got bets coming in on the or, uh, money coming in on the Panthers. Bets just a slight percentage. Again, it's still Tuesday. Fifty-one forty-nine coming in on the Bucks, dude. The Panthers. This feels like a spot for the Panthers.
1: It does. If if it feels like a good number. Especially that we watching that Bucks game, we saw how not in tune Brady was with his receivers and how he just looks old. Like yeah. that was, I saw the statistic. Like we talked, I think last week, there's only been eight starts by a quarterback that are 43 in the league's history. So he just got the ninth, the ninth one last night, the other night. We saw how that worked out for him. Even though people will say the saints are one of the better teams in the entire league, but they dominated them. They could have beat them by more. And I like this number here with the Panthers because, like we saw from that Raiders game, the Panthers, they can throw with anybody. They got weapons on that offense. So, yeah, their defenses are absolutely horrible, the Panthers. But I think their offense can keep them in this game with that number.
0: Do we like it? It feels like, yeah, I like it to bet it. But do we like it to put in the contest?
1: I like the. The only thing that's making me nerd, like giving me any type of pause, it is Brady after getting embarrassed the day before. Like, I know he's not on the Patriots. That's what's so hard with it. It's like, if he's on the Patriots, this is an auto play with Brady. But he's not. So that's, it gives me pause. It goes, I don't know how he's going to react to it. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to feel about that. So yeah, the only thing that makes me nervous I'll put him in the competition.
0: All right. So right now for the competition, we are both locked on Dallas at minus four and a half right now. Um, they're going to be hosting the Falcons. We like that a lot. Uh, and... We may like the Titans at right. minus nine against the Jags, but we're going to put a pin in that, kind of like my thumb. And then we're going to see if we like any other games better. Um, we've got
1: a bunch the Browns of- and The Browns and the Bears are maybes too.
0: Right. The Browns and the Bears, you want to keep the Browns as a maybe too. Okay.
1: I know Browns. you hate it. It's just It's just such a good spot.
0: All right. All right. All right, all
1: right, all right. All
0: right. Uh, Bills, Dolphins. Bills minus five and a half at DraftKings, visiting Miami. Uh Boatload of money, boatload of tickets coming in on Buffalo.
1: And it's another spot as a, as a pro. You you gotta love divisional game. You gotta take the Dolphins here, home dog divisional game, and they'll have fans there. And the Bills, they they played well against the Jets for about a half, and they really were slopping the second half. Josh Allen, I'm trying to think of a statistic. I think he was 12 for 18 on play action, and he was really on the money. So it's nice to see them really incorporating that, and he's doing a lot of bootlegs where he's going outside and he's running with it. But everything's pointing to the Dolphins here where this is a good bounce-back game. They should have covered last game. They had a bunch of little fluke things, and I guess not because Fitzmagic's going to Fitzmagic, but – this could this could be one of those games where he really comes out. So I do like the Dolphins here.
0: I do, too. I like them a lot here. Like, this, this is That's one that immediately – it, it immediately jumped at me as a buy low, sell high. Because everyone saw the Bills beat up on a horrible Jets team. And, I, you know, I contend, like, most people aren't like you and me. They're not watching every game, which you and I are. And to know that the Pats sort of – they needed a lot of sort of – Help to get to that 21 points, and if not for Fitzmagic, Fitzmagicking in the end zone at the end of the game. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic, the Dolphins easily cover that game, and that's what this game has in store in Miami. Like, the it's a 50 50 shot every single time that Ryan Fitzpatrick gets you the backdoor cover,
1: always, he's always alive.
0: All right. So Miami five and a half is on the board for us. Let's do it. Done. Uh, Niners, Jets, Jets plus seven. Jets are, uh, nobody likes the Jets. Not a single person likes the Jets. Except maybe you.
1: <laughs> Usually I would. I, this would be a, a classic spot for the pros versus Joes, but I'm going to ride with all, all the like Joe public here just because it's it's everything that San Fran's doing really well is really what the Jets do bad. I mean, their offensive line, the Jets, throw a bunch of new guys. We saw what the Bills, Bills defense did to their O line. So San Fran, arguably the best D-line of football now, is going to tee off on these guys on the Jets. This is number that's moved. It was opened at minus six, and people must have just been hitting it. Now it's only up to seven. So the value's all gone there for us in this competition. But I do like the San Fran. I got it at eight and a half.
0: Oh, boy. So, speaking of value, if we're talking about buy low, sell high, if you and I are not on the same side of this game, I will be shocked. You ready? Ready. Rams, one-and-a-half-point favorites visiting the Eagles.
1: Yeah, it's funny because on this podcast, I said I'd like the Eagles, and then on Twitter I gave out the football team's money line. And it was just because when Lane Johnson was out and Miles Sanders was out, I just didn't see how they were going to be able to either kill the clock at the end of the game when they had a lead or how they were going to stop the D-line of the, uh, the football team. So this is one of these things where the Eagles will have to wait and see. If Lane comes back, if Miles comes back, this is an automatic play. Everyone in the world is going to be on the Rams. This, whenever you have a team that wins on prime time the following week, unless that team is really top tier, top five team, they're not going to win and cover again. They're going to they're going to lose just because that's such a letdown game after having such a big win the following Sunday. So I, I like I like the Eagles here for us, but we can put it on the side just and wait until Sunday and we see what the injury report is for them.
0: Yep, I have it. I have it on the sideline here. Uh, let's see the last of the one o'clock games before we get to the four o'clock games, uh, East Coast time. Lions visiting the Packers. Lions plus six right now on DraftKings. Money and tickets both coming in on the Packers. Oh, brother.
1: All the value in the world is on the Lions. This is this is an easy play, too. Obviously, I don't want to put in a competition because I hate Matt Patricia. But this is a great, great number, especially when it's at six now to take the Lions and I'm going to take their money line. Because Green Bay. Yeah, they looked like rock stars there against Minnesota. I think that was just more about Minnesota's deficiencies, where the Lions, they played really well for three quarters against the Bears. It just kind of snowballed on them, where everything just started going wrong on a really short amount of time. So this is a really, really good spot to buy low on the Lions.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, I watched a ton of that Lions game. They looked fantastic. And honestly, DeAndre Swift – just dropped the ball in the end zone. Like it, it couldn't have been, really? it was in his hands. It was in his hands. He turned his head around and just completely dropped the ball. Uh, and thank God, like, yeah. oh my God, the screaming happening in my house. Uh, talk about in school learning. My kid was getting a serious education in the F word, but that was like, <laughs> just, oh, hey, Simon laughed. That was, um, that was just amazing, it was amazing.
1: It was amazing. That's why we love football.
0: It is. It's it's why we love betting.
1: The the heartbreak and the happiness.
0: All right, everybody. Reminder, review the podcast using the phrase, Simon Says, Let's Go Undefeated. And if we like it and randomly choose it, you will win a free Action Network hoodie. Um, We'll announce last week's winner at the end of the show. But first, let's get to the late games. And the late games include the Washington football team visiting the team that I hope nobody ever catches up on which is the Arizona Cardinals who are now six and a half point favorites is opened at six I've seen it at some places at seven um, boy like that Cardinal you and I you and I love that Cardinals game from the beginning money and tickets right now both coming in on the Cardinals so I got to tell you I love the Cardinals but I think by the time we want to put our bets in which is going to be Saturday or Sunday like the value is going to be way gone the line will have gone up so much on this game
1: yeah, if DraftKings keeps it at six and a half, that's what it's at right now on their site, that's an auto play. I, I love I think we gave it out at fifty or fifty five to one, the Cardinals, way, way, way early. In we did May. it fifty
0: to one, I bought it.
1: Yeah. And like we'd said, it's just one of those we're betting on a, a player making the second year leap and I love Murray. So here I have this game at nine and a half. So if it, even if it goes to seven, we can put it on the side. It's it's one of those I'd be willing to put in because I love the value. Everything I watched in that Washington-Eagles game, not that it was a fluke. They played well. They, they, they schemed it really well, especially second half. The way they played the Eagles was really smart. But that's such a classic, really bad team, winning their first game for the new coach. And the next week, just absolute letdown.
0: Well, look, and also they're on the road playing against right. – to me, like Carson Wentz is not that dynamic of a quarterback. And now, and he clearly didn't have weapons. Whereas you're going to Arizona, you've got an incredibly dynamic quarterback and you've got an incredibly talented receiving court. Like DeAndre Hopkins is just for real, right? Anything, any situation he's in, he's going to thrive. And also that defense for the Cardinals is so freaking fast. Like they're going sideline to sideline and you could see that Against the Niners, like, they had a hard time finding the edge against that team in the running game. So, I'm with you. I guess I, guess I can change my mind and think six and a half is okay.
1: Yeah, let's put it in. for six and a half, it stays there. They're definitely in.
0: All right. So, right now, we are locked on Dallas at four and a half. We are locked on Miami at five and a half. And our maybes are all over the board because we're maybe Titans minus nine. We're maybe Browns minus five and a half or six. We're maybe Cardinals minus six and a half, and we're maybe Eagles if Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders are playing. So we got a lot of thinking to do beyond. We'll have to, to keep people updated if we don't come to our five here. Uh, Ravens and Texans. The Ravens blow out the Browns. The Texans lose an opening night to the Chiefs. The Chiefs, uh, the Ravens are six and a half point favorites on the road. Pass.
1: Pass. Yeah, we can pass it because once it gets to seven and a half, I'm going to take the Texans here. Um,
0: and it will get there right now the money 90% of the money 84% of the bets are on Baltimore
1: there's just no reason for anyone to bet on Houston here like anyone everyone especially if you're just having fun betting you should take the Ravens because it's not going to be fun betting Houston in this game I tell you that much
0: it's never fun betting Houston I love Deshaun Watson (laughs) but they are they are like a take your pill and just deal with it team if you want to bet on them like there's just no upside and by the way Last week was the perfect example, right? They were massive underdogs against the Chiefs. In that spot, in years past, I would have been the guy who follows every axiom and says, I'm taking the big road dog with a good quarterback. And you walked me away from it and it turned out to be the right call. Thank God. Thank God. Speaking of Chiefs, Chiefs, eight and a half point favorites over the Chargers in Los Angeles, which if it was being played today, would not be able to be played because the air quality index in Los Angeles is north of 200.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah, this this is one of those where the everyone's going to be all over the Chiefs because no one no one thinks the Chargers can keep up with them. So as much as I'd love to look like a really smart guy and say, yeah, we're going to take the Chargers here. Chargers, are, they're going to give them a good fight. They're going to cover the eight and a half. I just have no, no faith in that number. I got this at 10 and a half, so I like the Chiefs here. Wow, Chiefs like
0: for the contest even.
1: Uh, no, because that that that's gonna be it, it's gonna make me too uneasy just on that big of a number. But actually, we might because like now I'm really looking at it. It goes what what would have to happen for the Chargers to cover that number? We would have to have Mahomes just completely lay an egg, and I just don't see that happening after extended rest.
0: It's it's basically Andrew Reed off a buy.
1: Right. Seriously though, so damn yeah, we can put that in for now. Let's put the Chiefs in for now. Wow, we're it's doing such the a Chiefs. public pick though. It's such a public pick. That's the only thing I really a, hate about. Well,
0: it. look, we can knock it out. We got three or four games on the board that we might want to that we might like better. So,
1: uh, like our old a- friend, old friend Darren Ravel. This is something he's going to pick this week in his little competition of fade Ravel. And I'm just going <laughs> to hate myself. <laughs> I felt so good when I saw he took the lines. I I think I doubled down on the Bears. Oh, my God. That's classic. He's not
0: even on the show, and you're still giving him a hard time. I love that. Uh, (laughs) All right, Sunday Night Football. The New England Patriots are visiting the Seattle Seahawks, and they are – let me get this here. They are four-and-a-half-point underdogs in Seattle. We got money coming in, slight edge in the money coming in on New England. Uh, I'm checking all of this in the Action Network app, by the way. And uh, 72% of the bets coming in on the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Love it, love New England so much here, especially primetime game. Big, big win for the Seahawks last week, and they're coming home. They're feeling good. New England traveling across country, and I don't know if I gave it out last week, but so Brady hasn't Brady missed that one full season, and then he didn't miss any games except that suspension. I think Bill was three and one uh, against the spread with Jimmy Jimmy and Brissett. and now he's got Cam Newton. And we just saw he's 1-0 now this year with, against the spread. And I love the value that I, – I, when I saw this game come out, I really thought it was going to be three or two-and-a-half. And when they opened at four-and-a-half, I really jumped on it. And it really hasn't moved. Some books have it down to four, the Patriots. But if it stays at four or four-and-a-half, that's, that's an automatic play for me in this competition. Wow. I yeah, a lot not of, of faith in New that. England.
0: Didn't expect to hear that at all.
1: I love these primetime games because you get value. I mean, last week, everyone knows me and Chad move lines here. Uh, We gave out the Rams plus three. What What'd that close at? Rams minus one? So when I see, like, these values in these primetime games, it takes a little while for the Sharps or the public to hit the side usually I'm on. So I think this is good value here where it's still pretty high up. And you just said all these tickets are coming on Seahawks. So I think we might be able to stay at this number as long as the pros don't buy it down too much.
0: All right, then we're closing in on a, on a complete set here, our own little dining set. Last game, Monday night game, New Orleans Saints visiting the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. That game is, uh, looks like it's six and a half right now. Yeah, six and a half. Opening a stadium, I guess.
1: This is great if you're a fan of the Raiders and you live in Vegas. You couldn't be happier to take this number. It's going to get up to seven. And you have to take a home dog, especially on opening a new stadium. I know there's no fans there, but this is one of those where it's, it's just a good number and the saints, they're going to have a letdown. That was, that was shocking how much they dominated uh, the bucks, but maybe I'm under the saints, but I, I really don't power rate this game all the way up there. I got this at uh, saints minus three and a half. So I think you're getting a lot of good value in the Raiders, but for us, I'm not going to put this in our competition.
0: But you'd bet it.
1: I am going to be betting the Raiders. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Um, all right. So then let's let's recap for the competition then, because we got the games that we love so far. Dallas minus four and a half, New England plus four and a half. We have Miami plus five and a half. Those are like the starred games right now.
1: And, and Cardinals six and a half. That's locked in.
0: Did I write cards six and a half? Yes, cards six and a half. We like that. So that's four games right there. So we're waiting on Chiefs minus eight and a half. We're waiting on Titans minus nine. We're waiting on Browns minus five and a half. And we're waiting on Eagles plus one and a half to see if Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders are playing.
1: Yeah. If they come back and they lock the numbers in, like say this does get up to plus three Eagles and those guys do come back. That's an easy, that's going to be an easy play for us. So we're, we're going to wait and see on that number.
0: Uh, yeah, I feel like we have to wait before we make – we have four. I think we have to wait before four we make locked our, in. our final call. We got to get more insight into uh, the Eagles injury list.
1: And then uh, I told you uh, via text, I signed me and Chad up for a survivor pool in the DraftKings because that's another thing they offered. Uh, so luckily I switched out the Colts because I think I did it like a couple of weeks ago and I put them in not really thinking, and I switched in the Ravens first. So right now we got the Ravens done in the survivor pool. So we got to think of a team for week two.
0: All right, so who's our week two DraftKings survivor pool entry?
1: You you want to just keep playing it safe and just go Chiefs?
0: But then, like, we lose the Chiefs for the end of the year when we really need them.
1: See, but I worry about that later. That's how I view these survivor pools. It's like, how can I just win this one week? And people are always like, well, you can." You have to think weeks ahead. I always say and there's 32 teams, like – every there's going to be weeks you're going to have to randomly take some crappy team and hopefully it works out for you
0: all right let's take i would take the chiefs or the cowboys
1: oh the cowboys i like that let's uh, take the yeah. cowboys let's you know, yeah let's, let's use the cowboys we'll put them in
0: all right let's use the cowboys i am in two other survivor pools and in one of them i took the colts
1: of course you did. Yeah, only unfortunately, only uh, I think like a hundred thousand people took them, so there's still like four hundred thousand people left in this DraftKings thing. But hey, man, we're we're playing in two different things for a million bucks. So I'm feeling also, good.
0: by the way, by the way, you know what? We go a perfect week in the DraftKings Pick'em Pro Football Pick'em contest. We get a hundred dollars in free bets for winning. Uh, for winning the con for what, going five and zero.
1: You think they're gonna give it to us? Of course they are. They better, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I gotta call with them. I gotta call with them tomorrow to talk about this. I'm gonna make sure they do.
1: Yeah, they're probably shocked. They're like, we gave these idiots real money to play with and they're taking us for money now. Seriously,
0: right? <laughs> All right, Simon Hunter, let's recap here. We got the Eagles we are waiting on, but the other teams that we love Miami plus five and a half, New England plus four and a half, Dallas minus four and a half, the cards plus six and a half. I mean minus six and a half. Um, those are the four we are locked in. I will keep everyone updated via Twitter. You will keep everyone updated via Twitter. And you can follow all of the picks in the Action Network app. Go follow Simon Hunter. I will put them in before uh, we – when we lock on Saturday.
1: Love it, buddy. Yeah, I'm excited. And people out there that – they're, like, messaging me and Demian that they parlayed all five of our picks and all this stuff together. Let me remind you, we did not go 5-0 one time all last season. So we did it week one here. Like we're obviously on a nice little groove, but don't parlay our five picks together. Do two and two or something. Just break them up because it's impossible to do that. week can win out. It's hard enough to win one game, let alone two. So I really, I really want to tell people that are out there parlaying our picks. Just do two at a time. It, you'll, you'll make more money this season doing it. Don't give good advice, Simon. All I do is win, win,
0: win, win. All I, all I do. All right, let me remind people. We got the phrase that pays. Last week, we asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and used the winning phrase in the review were eligible to win a free Action Network hoodie. We had loads of reviews, especially after we went 5-0. and Thank you for that. In a second, we will reveal the winner. But remember, we are doing another phrase that pays this weekend. Same practice. Go rate and review the podcast using the phrase. Simon says, let's go undefeated. And we will randomly choose the winner to get a free Action Network hoodie. But the winner... The winner, Simon, you're going to love this, of last week's contest, winning the Action Network hoodie is Aaron LaPlante, at Aaron K. LaPlante. The review. When Simon says to bet on a team, I bet on them. It's that simple. With alleged author Chad Millman at his side, Simon Hunter dropped a 5-0 and record on us in week one. I didn't go 5-0 and at any point last season. This podcast is loaded with info. It releases early in the week, so I usually get the best of the number. Great lesson for everybody. And it's a must listen, even with the departure of America's America's bookmaker, Bob Scoochie. Make Scooch proud, boys. Simon, I believe you did.
1: That's a really nice review, man. I appreciate it. And this whole season will be dedicated to the one, the only, Bob Scooch.
0: As it should be. Simon Hunter, until next time, everybody else, this has been The Favorites. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you.